Welcome to the Multiverse Podcast. Today, movie talk. We start diving into some nostalgic movies, some stuff we're going to look at for Christmas, and then we spend quite a bit of time talking about the Marvels and everything that's yet to come in the movie world. Stay tuned. Retro Madness movie thing? Dude, Scarface. That's a perfect Christmas movie. It is. I mean, if, if I, since I consider Die Hard. Die Hard movie. is a Christmas yeah. movie. It's the it's the perfect Christmas yeah. story. The guy has to defeat bad guys to get home to his family for Christmas. It's and, a and, Christmas miracle. And Santa Claus made an appearance. Yeah. yeah. You can't tell me that John McClane's ability to pull that all off was not a Christmas movie. And best and, Christmas TV show, I think, is the the new, oh, what the, or the, the what's her name? Oh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Kate Bishop. The new Hawkeye. That was a lot of fun. By the way, 1941 is a Christmas movie. We should totally get together and watch that. Yeah. I really think. You know, it's like Allie and I watched it this past Christmas because I yeah. watched it. And she was like, this comes across rapey. What? 1941? 1941. John Belushi, <laughs> Steven Spielberg, it's his only bomb. The reason why she says it comes across rapey is the the uh, Treat Williams' character who keeps chasing the girl, won't take no as an answer. Yeah. For her generation, that is very... She's okay. told him no like 10 times. What's the, and, and so as I'm sitting there watching, you know, new oh, eyes yeah. with a daughter, I'm like this. Oh, oh yeah. Bro, have, you watched, is... have you tried Revenge of the Nerds? Have you tried to watch oh, that? Yeah. Yes. That can't that's that's not okay. No, no, that's... no, it, no, it really isn't. That, that really not is okay not okay. Like the thing that you were like, it's supposed to be like, oh, this is the greatest thing. He ended up with the girl. Yeah. yeah. While he's in disguise, yeah. acting like he's somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah. Ah. So, how, what was her take when Wendy Joe is chasing that, Treat at the end of the movie? Was that all right? She didn't have anything to say. We didn't get into that because she was so still focused <laughs> on that. And what I was trying to do was introduce her to John Belushi. You know, I wanted, I wanted her to, you know, I enjoyed John Belushi oh. and Dan Aykroyd in that. Yes. Because while my plan was to segue into Blues Brothers. Right. Of course. Uh, yeah. 19, I don't care. 1941 is I think it yeah. is one of the greatest films certainly made and in the 70s. I've never seen it. Oh, we, we well, what? Well, yeah. then we need to go to that movie theater room at TCU and take I'm the gonna buy the 4K. Of, I've got it. Oh, I've got the Blu ray super. I mean, it, all right, I, I'm, I'm in. I'm You're in. in. I'll go, we'll go now, do you have the 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 extended bit? Yes, the, yes, we got the you, option. The extended you've got yeah. to have Ned Beatty's. Yeah. Pre-dance speech yeah, to speech his daughter, daughter. Oh, which which oh, also god. Hallie was like, "Oh, oh my no. god, that <laughs> is it's so wrong, but it's so, show him a good time. Yeah. It's and, so good, and, and uh, it's uh, you know it's even when I you shouldn't watch, have said that because that means you when, when you I watch the special that, features spoilers. and you listen to Stephen Spielberg go, you know, I didn't think it was that bad. I like, but the John Wayne turned down oh the, Robert the, Stature because yeah, yeah, yeah. he knew the general, right? right? <laughs> but I'm so glad that that happened because Robert Stack is that. Is the craziest son of a bitch I ever saw. Then he, he turns and goes, How many more like him do you think are up there? And every, I've seen that movie hundreds of oh, times and I still crack up it, every single time. The, the year my dad started taking me to movies, there were three movies he took me to. And this, my dad's quite, or four questionable Mountain Men. Right. Moon Ranker, which Ooh. is a spy. Okay, movie. yeah, sure. Escape from Alcatraz. <laughs> And then 1941. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> neither one of us knew about the chopping the fingers off. Oh, that, see, so my 
Are we recording? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah outstanding. Yeah, yeah. This no, is this, movie talk. This is, this is so good. So my dad, my, my dad had a very sort of relaxed view when it came to movies. So he pretty much let me watch anything as long as he could either watch it with me, you know, and kind of yeah. explain this is how I got to see, you know, the omen when I was little and, and escape from New York and stuff like that. But he, the two memories that I have, which are just, just brilliant. And I think I've said, I may have said this on the podcast before, um, three years old seeing Jaws. <laughs> it was a fantastic experience because we saw it at the Thunderbird drive-in in, on Sunrise in South Florida. And my, my memory, which is so, it is locked in there, is when the Kitna boy gets eaten by the shark. I couldn't take it anymore. So I screamed, ran to the back of their van, threw a blanket over my head, and then got to listen to my parents argue for the rest of the movie because my mom was taking my dad to tell them, I told you, I told you this was not a good movie. Oh, God, it's just a, a shark. It's just a movie. No, he's scared. You scared the boy. And all this kind of stuff. So are you going to watch Jaws this weekend? Absolutely. <laughs> Wait, no, I do thing? actually, though, because that is, we have three Thanksgiving movies in my house. We watch them every year. Plain Strains and Automobiles, Jaws, and L.A. Confidential. And it just, huh. it well, Jaws comes up because when my wife and I were dating, there was one Thanksgiving we, we were actually at my dad's, and Jaws happened to be on TV, and we watched it, and we grilled a big salmon, because it was a last minute Thanksgiving dinner kind of put together and you couldn't find anything, but we found this big salmon going cheap and was like, okay, we'll throw it out on the grill. It's fantastic. So watch Jaws. But the other movie is, my dad really wanted to see this movie called Brubaker. That was the other one my dad With took Robert Redford. Yes, oh yeah. And it's not about Ed. No, no, no. no, no. It's a true story too. It, it, it is. It's a, it's a very, it's one of those late 70s, hard prison movies oh wow and uh where, where the warden the guy that's going to be the warden spends time in the prison as one of the inmates for a bit for just, a bit just to kind just of see what it. it's like uh, yeah <laughs> and it's it's just brutal and all this kind of stuff and i something happens i think it's when the i, I think it's it might even be morgan freeman because i know he's i think he's in that movie he's in all the prison movies yeah. of course he is He's like being whipped or something. My mom's like, I have had enough of this. And she grabs me and we get up out of our seats and, you know, we're leaving. And my dad's, you know, ah, nah. and we walk out into the lobby of the movie theater. My mom's looking around. She's like, Herbie goes bananas. That's what we're going to go and see. <laughs> so we walked in halfway through the movie. You told me this story. Yeah. And so I watched the last half of Herbie goes bananas and the movie's ending and I'm getting up and my mom's like, where are you going? I'm like, well, dad and the, the, I said I, I told you we were going to watch a movie you stay right where you are we're going to wait we'll watch it again and we did and so I got to see one and a half of Herbie Goes Bananas and then by the time we left my dad is freaking out in the parking lot and more comedy ensued with them but yeah inappropriate movies for kids 70s you can't beat it no, you, you can't. just can't I went back and I, I pulled up I pulled up some of my favorites with my kids I pulled up E.T. right E.T. is not okay. Like that, that I think that might be where the word douchebag was invented. The one of the very first thing, Elliot, you douchebag. And I'm sitting there with my kids, or they're little. Not right. thinking E.T. is this great movie. Yeah. No. So my my really little one, she's like, what what do you, what is what is douchebag? And I said, 
I said, no, he said juice bag, like a Capri Sun. Good say. Yeah. yeah. Very so good say. From that point on, though, she called Capri Suns juice bags. Nice. So anytime she asked for it, it sounded like douche bag. Yeah. <laughs> I, good that, cover. My, my middle girl, she was, I think, eight, seven or eight when we saw E.T., and and I warned her and, the, and, and my littlest one, and I warned my sister, it's going to make you cry. It's going to make you cry. It does. You've got to be made this and Field of Dreams. You've got to be made of stone, not to cry at the end of these movies. <laughs> and 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 she was like, I'm not going to cry. And I'm like, I'll bet you five bucks. Yeah, she lost. She lost so big. It was great. Excellent. That's what it yeah, should be. absolutely. That's it. But it is funny when you show kids movies like I, speaking of, of, of Dagma, Middle Girl, I still get grief. And it's been like 10 years, over 10 years, well over 10 years. I still get grief for showing her the black hole. I, really? she got so, when they go through and they're seeing the, the hallucinations of, you know, Maximilian and the, the mad professor have bonded into one yeah. in hell and the angels and the stained glass and the, all this <laughs> stuff. And she's just freaking out. It absolutely disturbed the heck out of her. Huh. I still get grief. Every so often I'm like, you want to try and get black hold another guy? And she just gives me this look, you son of a bitch. No, you evil. I'm calling child protective services. This was, yeah, it really, really bothered her. And I, I know people hate that movie. I love that movie. I, I, I loved it too. I loved it too. I think I had the lunchbox. I think oh, I had the black hole lunchbox. I, I had a little Vincent yeah, figure Vincent. and I played with that thing like Diamond Diamond Direct re-released a Vincent and an old I Bob. Know. About, I saw yeah. those the other day and was like, oh yeah. I bought Vin, I bought Vincent. You know what's funny? The All best. that stuff that Diamond said was coming out, like the uh, Indiana Jones thing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't hit yet. It's all not there. Yeah. I was supposed to be here in the fall. Those yeah. reaction figures are just a delight. You know, they the different property, different licenses that, that they've got. So, uh, we, so what have you boys, speaking of movies, have you guys seen any good movies another, lately? There we go. That was our segue in. Uh, before Jason saw, turned it that? on record. Look at us. Well, almost, that, like, almost like we've done this seven times. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's great. 14 minutes. Of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so um, preamble. Roll credits. Yeah. <laughs> so last night, I went and saw Marvel's. And so it's been getting a bunch of press like yesterday, like the, the girl that plays Ms. Mar- Marvel was yeah, like, yeah. Hey, I want to, yeah, they were asking about the box office. She was like, you know, I think it's a fun movie. I'm happy with what, how it turned out. And that's Bob Iger's problem. Not my problem. I, I do my thing. He does his thing. Yeah. Great answer. That was exactly the right answer. People are giving her so much grief for I, that, uh, but I, I think it's the right answer. It's totally the and right answer. I, I saw crazy. a movie and I enjoy it. There's been something about Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, that movie, and anything related to it that seems to enrage. Now, also now, we're at the point now where, because, and I'm going to expound some societal judgments, so forgive me, it is much easier for us to bag on, and we kind of do it here. I can be a negative person about some of the things that DC's done with films and but when I'm saying that and then you watch the films, most people go, oh, yeah, you're right. I think it's very popular right now to bag on Marvel films because you're not getting the same feeling and the same stories that you got in phase one. Yes. And 
those movies are made for the general public. Disney and Marvel have gotten themselves into a problem now that some of these movies they're making now are for comic book fans. I can't tell you, I I can't tell you, I mean, I I enjoyed Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I can't tell you what chunk of the population is going to be excited about Sam Wilson as Captain America because everyone wants to see Chris Evans. Right. If you, it's it's the Hugh Jackman problem. Yeah, it is. See, I'm there with them and it's not, so... Not not the bagging on Marvel, but like the, the specifically Falcon Winter Soldier. Just I I don't like Falcon Winter Soldier. I I, I or not Falcon. Winter, not, I don't like Falcon as Cap. Yeah, I just never have. I, and, I think it's a bad idea. I and granted, like that was comics, and granted that was Marvel's attempt when they thought they were going to lose the licenses to the Kirby estate. Yeah, that suddenly everyone became somebody else. <laughs> but the Marvel movie. It's just so much fun. I mean, can I nitpick the script apart a little bit? But there's some silly stuff. There's some silly stuff in there, but it is, to me, it's what Marvel comics were before they started cranking out the movies. It just kind of is there. Mm -hmm. It's silly. It doesn't move the overall. I think we all start going to Marvel. It's not movies silly as, like Thor was silly. No. Silly was obnoxious. No, there's Thor bad, was obnoxious. It, there's bad silly and there's good silly. Like Thor was a way worse movie, and it. It didn't get nearly no. the group that this thing's well, talking and, about and, Love and Thunder. Yes, Love and Thunder. And, okay. and, and, it, all, it all goes back to people misquote what Brie Larson said on a talk show when the first movie came out. She said, this movie is not made for old, white, rich people. Something like that. And what got edited out mm-hmm. was, this movie is not for white people. Okay. That was that was so she became a racist or something, which right. it was not. Did they even they even show me? I don't even know that. I didn't even know that. Yeah, that that was the big problem. And then the next one was all of her castmates hate her in in game in war. Look how you know. Look how Jerry Rimmer and the guy who played War Machine and Dan, Don Cheadle. They're looking at her during interviews because she's bragging about that she could lift weights and do things like this. Everything around Captain Marvel, if you look at people, they'll, they they forgave, you know, the Scott Lang movies. And the first one was great, and then the second, third, Brie Larson's in it. They're, they're very critical of it. Yeah. So Marvel's comes out, and it is, it is just a, it, it's almost like a '90s superhero. I'm almost, it's, I almost think I'm watching Mystery Men. But Steven, without seeing it and without revealing, okay. he, he gets what I, because there's a tone to it where how silly is it that when I slap you, I'm going to change bodies? Yeah. The power is going to change. Sure. They give a good explanation for it. But that's 90s mystery. Right. Man. Okay. That, 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 and this Marvel movie, because when we were going to him before, we were trying to get to Thanos, trying right. to forward the story. We don't really know what's coming next. So the end, the end credit, which you've seen, I'm not going to ruin. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not moving you towards a big bad, mm. but it's fun. It, it's for once again. Now the first, the first, the, the actual ending, not the end credit. That moves it to, uh, that moves it in a really good way. It I does. Think it's a TV show. I think it, they're going to do a TV show. Uh, I hope that, I hope they do. Yeah. But the other thing I will tell you, you know, Marvel content fans, Marvel's erases the need for secret invasion. Yeah. Because you got two different Nick Furies. That's true. And you got two different 
looked at the scrolls societal problems okay you know because on secret invasion you've got them on earth but then you you see them on a guy and god bless them a planet that john byrne created in the fantastic four run where okay. there's some also some refugees and they seem to be in better shape even though stuff's going wrong once you see it Stephen, i really you'll you'll get what i'm saying i do but, want to see it very much it, I'm, it, uh, to it. I'm sorry it's not making the money go see it it's a fun it it it's just you take it's a great movie. It's a great movie. I, my I, my theory is they should have released it on Thanksgiving. I think it's a Thanksgiving movie, and like I was waiting to see it with my kids. Right. I wait. So yeah, I didn't see it on opening weekend or the next weekend because I was waiting to see it with the kids when they came when they were all around. Right. So yeah. well, it might bounce back. I mean, well, that's the thing. It might. You I'll know. also tell you something that's interesting. Allie and I go and see it at the ten thirty showing Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's our routine. We're sitting there, and the theater's about mm, a little under half-packed. Most people sitting around us thought they were seeing a Miss Marvel sequel. Oh, yeah? Okay. Rather than a Captain Marvel sequel. If I, someone was talking about it, and Allie turned and goes, you know you've seen a Captain Marvel sequel. It's like, <laughs> no, we're not. Hmm, no, and, and I, I, then I go back, and Allie goes, look at the marketing. They did because of some of the negative things. I mean, there's people saying Brie Larson needs to be executed for treason. Treason. That's crazy. Nah. So they shifted. The, they did shift the tone of some of the trailers where it was a bounce between the three or it was Miss Marvel heavy. So the general, once again, this movie is made for the general public, but we as comic book fans can kind of pick up on little stories here and, and the like I said the next wave the Sam Wilson Captain America all that that's the general general public isn't going to go for that the comic book fans might enjoy that but this one is that example of they don't know what they're seeing they just showed up oh, to Miss Marvel yeah I, I just finished it on Disney Plus well, I think the, I think and, and, and granted be. you need to use that girl that little actress you need to use her as a front woman you do yeah. she's she, great she's great and yeah. you know Co- you know, someone that was cosplaying and dressed up as Miss Marvel for Halloween. Her grandmother made the costume and she landed the acting gig. She's getting to write the comic out here. And she's she basically is like yeah. she is her character. She's right. She's Chris Evans as Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. You look at Chris Evans. You're like, oh, God, that's everyone's still or, or and I'm so, sorry. Sam Jackson is Nick Fury. Yeah. 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 Well, that we had a little help with that. On, uh, well, we did with Brian Ultimates, Hitch? but but which. <laughs> It's same thing, Robert Downey and Hugh yeah. Jackman. That, but yes, that little girl. I, I'm sorry, I don't know her name. I can't pronounce it. I'm not going to yeah, yeah. See, there he goes. Get get the much more sophisticated individual. Oh, you. So I thought they had pretty equal billing. Actually, I was surprised that it was there was as much Ms. Marvel as there was in there. And I loved like I thought the action sequences where they were switching yeah. bodies. That was great. That was fun to watch. Yeah. And like when they had to figure out how to use that. In a fight, that was pretty the, good. The tra- once again, 90s film, the training physical fitness montage. Yeah. Oh. With the music. Oh, nice. Oh, it was great. Okay. It's great. We're there because, once again, they're trying to figure out, okay, if I hit you, use my powers, we're going to switch spaces. So it is, it, it, I, I mean, I'm almost <laughs> I'm almost hearing maniac, maniac. I'm almost <laughs> yeah. hearing that in that whole thing. That, they went back They went back to the 90s stuff. Right. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was a they, good it was a good movie. It was completely entertaining. Yeah. 
it was shorter than most Marvel movies. And I think that helped it. Yeah, I thought it was great. I had, right. you know, I think, I think people are, I, I agree with you. I think people are, they're bagging on Marvel movies by default. They, they want it all it's to fail fair. now. Yeah. They, they want it all to fail. But, but Spaghetti Westerns went through this. The slasher movies went through this. But it also doesn't help that Warner Brothers, and I've said it on this podcast, I'll say again, I'm not trying to judge James Gunn before he gets off. Warner Brothers doesn't understand their properties. Yeah, they don't know their, they don't know uh, I mean, their now, characters. I'm, I'm impressed that our store manager here in the store liked Blue Beetle. We were yeah. chatting in the group chat. When he brought that up, I was like, oh, he's getting ready to eviscerate it because he just doesn't like anything. And he liked Blue Beetle. Hmm. Well, that was a good movie, too. It, 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 was, it was. It was fun. It was, you know, for especially since I have Hispanic kids, yeah. that they were just excited to see their culture represented. Yeah. Uh, I mean, America Chavez, they were all excited about her for multiple, but you never got to see much about her family no. or anything. But, but this, you know, the George, the George Lopez character, I said in the group chat, Sandra, had, that, that reminded me a couple of Sandra's brothers. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, I got up like, uncle up there on the, on the screen. Look at that. Did he, did he get check? He owes me money, but that was, I digress. <laughs> uh, but as much as I think the entertainment, big wigs and general public, wants super you know martin scorsese wants uh superhero films to go away you know they've been a part of our film culture since actively since the 70s i mean superman yes yeah. Series, that was the big adam west the the that movie has more of a hop for the tv series but you know it may fade a little but good you know like i said mystery men men in black some of y'all don't know that was a comic book movie mm-hmm. out there. Blade, y'all didn't know you were watching. Y'all thought you ever seen Wesley Snipes stab a bunch of vampires. Thank y'all for getting the Marvel Universe started. Right. They're always going to be there, but it's just right now, it it just feels, all oh, the, the special effects didn't didn't look, didn't look great. Well, I don't, yeah. know, I don't know how to make a flurkin look real because I don't have a flurkin running around here on the planet. Dude, to, that, that whole setup, that whole sequence. I'm spoiling for him. Oh, you know, my gosh. I, there's... there's Spoilers. It was so flirty. Okay. Well, no, I do. I I'm looking forward to seeing it. But but you also look like you have some thoughts. So I've rambled on. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I mean, yeah, I do have thoughts. Maybe I'm not <laughs> thoughts but you know, I think it's. I think this was this was expected. Certainly since Endgame, when they started to go into their their next, you know, oh crap, you know, story or big unifying you know, thing. The the detractors were gonna come out of the woodwork. And and I think there's a couple of different elements to that. Number one, Endgame did set the bar spectacularly high. They did a very, very good job with that. But I think a lot of Endgame's success is built on the strong movies that came yeah. before it. That story points. was very strong going from from 2008 uh, Iron Man through to what was it 20 2018 yeah yeah you know they they did um, I think they did an extraordinary job with that but the the reality is is that and and it's very very you know I think it's very omnipresent if that's the right word in today's society is that it's a heck of a lot easier to tear something down than it is to build it up. And I actually think a lot of people struggle with even allowing themselves to like things 
Yeah. Like you can't even articulate why you like things anymore, because if you do, there's always some treacherous little cellar toad who's going to come out of the woodwork. I like that word, though. That's You're a- very welcome. Yeah. And, oh, no, it was. I t- let me tell you why you're wrong. And then they go off. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, do you like anything? Yeah. Or do you just spend your days in this cloud, this, in- you know, very, you know, uh, I always think of that South Park episode when they go to uh, is it San Francisco oh, and they're yeah. all smelling their own, you know, yeah. and, and that's it. It's, it's look, try and find the good in it. And if you really hate it that much, why on earth did you go and see it in the first place? It's like you, I, it feels to me. And especially when it comes to, to Brie Larson and that first Captain Marvel movie, because it felt to me like, the people who were going to see it, unfortunately, they were there probably with a little notepad and a pen light yeah. to make notes of all the things they hated so they could sound cool and clever to their other cellotoad friends when it was all in, all over, as over and, and done with. Look, Marvel's been pretty spot on when it comes to casting. I thought Brie Larson was a brilliant choice. And, and she did great. And yeah. she did great in the movie. And yeah. Isn't it sad that... Forty-six million dollars on an opening weekend is considered a failure. Oh, I know that's ridiculous. I, I, I mean, yeah, Grant. Well, they didn't make in-game money. I don't well, remember uh, that. I don't remember the last one. Is it in-game did. like the number one or number it, two? It movie was. Of it, all it, time? And, and, I mean, and something else caught it eventually, but it, it's you can't use that. And Marvel has its faults, uh, but yeah. as an old long in the tooth comic book fan, and also acknowledging that there's a lot of things you can't put on the screen that you can do in a comic book. Yes. I can definitely appreciate that I can pick up an Iron Man comic and Robert Downey embodies 80% of what that comic book and, and and granted as time went on they adjusted you know his they, they the comic the book comic personality to Robert, to Downey. Robert Downey. I I think the one that really hasn't changed much is Captain America with Chris Evans. They both yeah, pretty close. Thor so fluid yes. that you can get different versions in, in your fine. But, but Chris that, Hemsworth, he's so good. He's like he's, he's good at good Thor. Thor. But you know, Thor's personality has changed with you know the Walt Simonson, the Stan Lee. That's you know, right. What I mean, they they weren't the endowing a whole lot. It, no. It's so and but he did Marvel's casting, even the ones that are not my favorite characters. I've still been like, that's you. You went out. You went out and did. Sometimes you did too good. Yeah, you know Fox did too good with once again Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart. Oh yeah, he was born to play. Yeah, he uh, was. Um, Ian McKellen. Yeah, nobody can he, pick that up. Again. You know Magne- yeah. and, and then the younger ones. You know when they did Young Magneto. Yeah, young, I mean those. I'm trying to remember the name of the guy who did Young Xavier young because uh, he. Oh gosh. James McAvoy. Jack McAvoy. I knew it comes to me. And Michael, I thought, I, and Michael Fassbender. Yeah. No, I, I thought him. they were great. And he could also, he could play Magneto. He could play Doctor Doom. Yeah. He could play... Uh, uh, that guy can do just about anything. Yeah. That yeah. guy's pretty good. I, I want Mads Mikkelsen to be Doctor Doom. Uh, I'm, I'm, but I'm just saying, you think Fassbender, there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's a couple I see that for the, the Doom, and, and, and you've, and you've got to get it Doom right, because the two attempts... Both times they've made him Doctor Strange Magneto. Now, granted, the guy that played 
him, the actor who played him in the first, you know, from Nip Tuck that played him in the first two movies, as Victor Von Doom, he did great. The arrogant, kind yeah. of cocky. But the minute you turned him into Magneto Lava Powers, that's <laughs> not... Well, I gotta, I gotta tell you, the second Fantastic Four movie, I was trying to think of bad superhero movies. That second Fantastic Four movie might be the worst movie I've ever seen. I don't know. Have you seen Superman 4? I see. I didn't mind Superman before. I kind of oh, liked God, it. Oh, God. Nuclear Man. Yeah. yeah just, nu- with the fingernails? That's <laughs> yeah. That's... Poor old John Cryer. Yeah. But no, I think it's, again, you can't... It, it's... And, and also, you got to... Look, something else you, we, you, we've all got to take in. And and this goes back to, you know, cellar toads on the internet, is that, you know, it, there's been so much goodwill and so much positivity thrown towards Marvel movies. Maybe that's just not, you know, people aren't getting their clicks in. Yeah. So now it's got to be, well, I'm going to, I'm going to be the cool kid and I'm going to start saying bad things. And yeah, the, the Martin Scorsese thing. I mean, I understand where he's coming from, but at the same time, look, it's people, you, people see what they want to see. If, if, you know, a hundred million people are going to see Endgame. And two people are going to see Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. Then it's not because Marvel is destroying cinema; it's because maybe the there isn't an audience for, and and really there isn't, because if you think about certainly you think about the cinematic experience of in the the way it's devolved. And isn't that movie almost four hours long? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it's devolved to the point now where you really have to twist. I'm an absolute cinephile and have been since I can remember. But you've really got to twist my arm to get me into a movie theater. And I'll never watch a movie on opening weekend. I always wait a couple of weeks. because Yeah, because I cannot. I need to be able to sit in a darkened room and focus on the screen and allow myself to get it's immersed kind of it's a uh, there's a term for it and i should know this because it came up it used to come up in my film class when i was younger all the time it's about it's the experience when the rest of the world goes away and you are you're in the narrative not as a character just as a as a observer as an observer and that's where that's where the emotional beats will have their strongest conduits to affect you. The, the, whether it's a, a scary movie or a funny movie or a sad film or a funny film or whatever it is, you, you forge this connection with the screen and, you, it, it, and it envelops you. Stick me in a movie theater with two guys doing their own version of MST3K or somebody over here with the, the screaming kid or somebody who's on the phone or just the noise and the general rabble. It's like, look, you, you're not here to watch the movie. You're here to tell people that you went to see that movie and this is what you thought. You probably are telling them a bunch of rubbish because you weren't actually paying attention. And the problem is, I think, is that those sort of great movies, and I know I'm I know I'm totally getting on a soapbox here, <laughs> but if you look at the kinds of movies that were made 50 years ago, shit, even 30 years ago, okay, 
the variety was quite that there was something there for everyone. But now people like me, am I going to sit? Am I going to take the chance to go and sit in a movie theater and watch some quiet drama? No, probably not, because I'll probably get some bored child who will just want to chat or talk about how rubbish it's. No, I can't do it. And and if my wife is with them, my wife will go for them, like she did to that stupid bugger at the end of Lord of the Rings when she threw a popcorn at him. That was a great <laughs> moment. But that's what it is. So the spectacle, explosions and fireworks and woo-ah, what's a lot of noise, well, that can drown a lot of that out. But I still, you know, I, I need to make that, that connection. It's something that I need so that I can feel the film. And from a filmmaker's perspective, what I know from my studies and my experience and so on and so forth, they're, they're looking to give you that connection there's a there's a catharsis to it you know that 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 bond and if you're not getting it then you're missing out you're missing out on something you would have loved my marvels experience because nobody's going to see that movie yeah so it was like it was pretty empty i had like most of a row to myself Mm. and there was somebody way on one side and somebody way on the other side i'm dead center it was great and well hang on don't get me wrong I, I love a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But you, if you look at movies like, let's take, I'll give you two examples, right? So the first example is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. There are sequences in Raiders of the, and I remember going to see this with my dad. There are sequences in Raiders of the Lost Ark where there are conversations taking place and you want to pay attention and the audience will be quiet and pay attention. And yet there are those sequences when, you know, Harrison Ford is running from the boulder or Harrison Ford is trying not to get bitten by a snake or Harrison Ford is, you know, shut your eyes, Marion, where the crowd can react and they can laugh and they can gasp and all these things. But you're doing it in unison. Nobody's missing anything. And I still think that in in all the cinematic in all the films that I've ever gone to see, one of my favorite experiences seeing a movie in a group uh, was the UK Comic Convention in 1987 <laughs> when the staff from, I think it was Forbidden Planet Belfast were over. And there's a bunch of drunk Irish guys who had never seen Aliens before. There and oh, my God, when Sigourney Weaver comes out in the power suit and does the famous line... They freaking lost it. Bottles of Guinness in the air. Fuck yeah, go get her now. And that was brilliant because that's what you want. As a, you want the crowd to be like, yes, this is amazing. Now shut up and let's watch the rest of the movie. And, and there you yeah, go. That's why, that's why sometimes my favorite time to go see a movie is 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, you absolutely. The, the, old, the old fart discount and uh, <laughs> you get in there. But I do. I, I enjoy, you know, every time I enjoy the, crowd experience because you know you go watch an independence day uh, yeah yeah absolutely yeah. you, you yes. sit there and watch that by yourself at home you kind of feel dumb mm-hmm. yeah. but you, you're, you know you you're kind of hold up you kind of loosen my cue points but you know you're you're, yeah. you're there with a group of you know crowd in the theater and randy quaid's flying his plane and it's, you know, um, that, yeah you know that that yes. that's uh <laughs> no it's but I, I understand what you're saying because you know, sometimes 
with some of the more emotionally focused films yeah. or you know something that you know you want to lose yourself like you're almost an a, a, an observer like on the holodeck yeah that, that's and, it and, exactly and, yes and you, and you can't experience that if you got someone chirping right off to the side and yes i, I can see the appeal yeah i to, to that um no, that's it. And, that's and also, exactly I'm it. also going to say, you know, on the other hand, you know, taking the whole family to theater now, it's easier to make a car payment than to take them to the theater. Well, that's uh, also you know, true. Uh, uh, and it's a shame because I there, there are movies that, that come to the theater and I want to support those films yeah. because I, I would like there to be more of a, you know, more of a diversity and variety of films. But... Yeah, I mean, you can support you can just buy a ticket and not go. That's you, true. You know, your phone, you can just do that. I mean, you know, I could do that. You're, now you're a patron of the arts. Ah, you don't because some of those patrons are they don't paint those paintings either. They just show up and no, buy the expensive drinks. That's so very you, true. You, that's yeah. very true. But if you listen to someone like one of the great American modern filmmakers, David Lynch, you you don't want to watch movies on your phone. That's like the worst way of also watching. Also, about buying movie. the ticket on the phone. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I no, I, 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 movie I, the, the only time I watch movie on the phone is when I'm, you know, at the dentist office or something. You know, right. that's that's on the plane. Yeah, on the plane. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know, young young master Lynch, who hopefully still has some more movies left in him, is very very much on the 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 cinematic experience. Mm-hmm. You know, sitting in a darkened room and What's sharing something. What's, what are the David Lynch? Oh, okay. Razorhead, The Elephant Man, Dune, the original Dune, Blue okay. Velvet, Wild at Heart, Twin Peaks, Mulholland Drive, Straight Story. Well, also I could t- go on. Talking about the cinema experience, and this once again, long in the tooth old man here talking. For us, even Jason, Jason is the young pup in the room. Yes. If we weren't going to the theaters, we weren't seeing movies. Yes. Because cable TV well, was was very new to you know the the fact I could see our first VCR. Oh, yep. And kids stay, and it's the same complaint that my great grandparents had, my grandparents, grandparents had about my parents. As technology evolves, my I've got I've got two little granddaughters, uh, about thirteen or fourteen, that are just content to sit and watch everything on their phone with their earpods because yeah. they can do it in their room with their stuff. Right. They don't even want, you know, I, I got an 80 inch TV sitting in the den. Hey, sweetie, you can watch it. No, I'm fine. Got my phone right here. Got yeah, all the yeah, and and, and so, you know, Lynch and some of these others. And, and when you go to a movie theater, it's, you see the ads. If you're watching this on a small screen, you're doing it wrong. I'm also, I'm, I'm, I'm almost going to tell you to stop saying that. Because the people you want to try to get in, you've just called those people who might be watching on the small, you just called them dumb. Right. Yes, it is better to see. I, I would like to have that big movie screen in my backyard. Yes. City ordinance won't let me do that. And Stinkers. I'll tell you, freaking governments. But, I know, right? But. Commies. Fine, yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. Here we go. There we go. Down there. there. We go. there but, we you go. know, if I'm going to market, you know, Marvel movies, films, or anything, if I'm going to market to the youngsters, I've got to come. I need them in the theater. Yes. Because I need them to spend the money. That's but right. But I've got to come up with some other reason going, wouldn't you rather watch it on the big screen? No. They'd rather <laughs> sit in the tub watching. And, and, and in their mind, they're not missing anything. 
Allie, my granddaughter, just recently discovered Game of Thrones. Okay. And that is a larger screen event. It is. But when she watched on her phone or tablet here, the only time she had a complaint was in the last season with the Battle of Midnight. Right. Where it's it so did, dark. You can't you, see you it. And granted, that's probably very realistic if it was, but Absolutely. She, she didn't feel compelled. Like, I will watch, you know, I might piddle with something here and go, I need to, the new Marvel trailer, DC trailer comes out. I might watch it on my phone, but when I get home, I want to watch it on the big, right. the big screen so I can see everything. These, these younger kids, that, that, their experience, those whippersnappers, their experience stops right there. You can't see us, people, but we're all shaking our canes. Yeah, yeah, we're all, yeah. (laughs) Waiting for the nurse to come change me. But uh, that's. (laughs) That, and We're it, having Jello today. Yeah, I remember great. when my when my oldest, who's twenty six now, um, is she twenty six? No, she's twenty four. She's twenty four now. So she, it dounded on us because we had remember TiVo when TiVo yes. first came out. This is the way that you could record that record stuff. We had one pretty early, and she had never experienced uh, a point where she couldn't watch whatever she wants whenever she wants. Right, sure. So we go to a hotel. And she's like, turn on my show. And we're like, it's not on right now. And it just didn't register with her. Right. Like she's a, she's a little bitty kid. It just did not register that my show can't be on all the time. Exactly. Yeah. That's, no, it. that's the demand. No, that's that's it. But I again I I kind of want in my in my dark little heart, don't tell anyone this, because I know it makes me look bad. I kind of want cinema to completely fail and destroy itself and then we'll give it a few years and then they'll bring it back as a niche thing and maybe we can start all over again because and 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 invest more time in bringing older films to the big screen you don't need to do all that you want to know how to save cinema go on one simple thing what's that internet needs to go away well, I'd really like that to happen. Uh, but I, and, and th- th- that's and that's how I know I'm old. Yeah, but I yeah. really. I mean, would and like, I love the internet. I'm I used, so I, much I, happier I, before. The I internet. mean, you know, our comic book store. You want to know what's going to? They talk about everything needs to say print publishing and all of that. The internet just needs to go away. Oh, I know. Well, yeah. so I think cinema's in a real, really difficult, or actually, movie theaters yeah. are in a tough spot. Yes, they are because every entertainment media is in a tough spot too. Well, not live events. Live events yeah. are booming. Live events right. are going nuts. Yeah, Comedy I, shows, concerts. I enjoyed the last Michael Jackson concert. Oh, it has nothing to do with the internet, does it? That's just a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, so the, those things, live yeah. events are booming, but theaters have not come back. And mm. I think the reason that theaters haven't come back is that the the streaming platforms get the movie so soon afterwards you don't have that yes. you don't have that sense of that urgency need, like i gotta go see this movie or i'm not gonna see it forever like if i don't see marvels i know that like four weeks from now it's gonna be on disney it'll Plus. be on disney Plus. but that's why there's that it became kind of a famous little snippet of spielberg bumping into tom cruise at some event the oscars and, 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 thanking, the, and saying, thanking him for saving you you saved distribution because top gun maverick oh yeah cruise was like a year adamant you we are yeah it was supposed to come out way earlier than it did and he's yeah. like no 
we're, we're going to put this on in the theaters, theaters only when people can go and see it. Yeah. We'll wait out the pandemic and there will be, I think he insisted on at least like a year or yeah, something, something. Yeah. before it would go well, on. Well, do you see his other trick? His other trick was um, he had creative control over the thing and they finished it, but it was like, like they hadn't opened all the theaters yet. And he was like, yeah, it's not done. And he just wouldn't, he wouldn't release it. He yeah, wouldn't say it's right. done. And he held it until he thought that an audience could see it. That's right. And he just sat on that yeah. thing and said no. And then finally it gets released. And, and it was a, it was a super fun movie. Now, was it Scorsese cinema? No. Was it awesome? Yes. I mean, and it was great because it was a modern day Star Wars. I still haven't seen it. Okay. Because it's not it's not necessarily my thing. But I have all the respect and love in the world for Tom Cruise for, for holding that line. Yeah, hell Zenu. And that's absolutely. <laughs> and uh, you just couldn't help yourself. He just, you? well, <laughs> I just could I couldn't. Did, look, he, did well, that get him? Did, was that enough to, to make everyone forget about the couch? <laughs> jumping on the couch. Well, I mean, once again, I, um, for, for, for me personally, yeah, yeah. I, 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 once again, if I judged cruise on that i've never seen any of his movies i've seen but I, I, I like his movies i like and, his and, movies and, too, but, the, yeah. but the, this top gun movie is star wars okay you have a okay so you got goose's son right orphan right tom cruise older mentor mentor shows up right teach him how to be a, a warrior you've got some cocky guy that's competing with him over over stuff okay so he's a pilot and then your mission is that you have to go blow <laughs> up true. a three meter wide hole and right. you have to fly through mountains and the first pilot misses. So then you're going down there. <laughs> right. So but, Goose's son is going down there. your computer's busted. And, and your computer's busted. Luke turned his along, drops it in there. <laughs> and just as you do, another enemy fire comes in. So the cocky guy comes in and takes care of him. Oh, love it. And... And you know it's it. This is statistically impossible. You have to make this. You have come out instead of a trench. You're coming out of a volcano oh, or something. It's bet. Star Wars. Okay, I do have to it's, see it. It's was... it, you. It's blow for blow. It and, and at the beginning, Tom Cruise is in a warp ten jet suborbit, like going mock whatever that would turn your body to jello. Nice. And so it, but it is. But if it, anyone but, can but it's it. Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. Yeah. You know, once again, just don't put him in a mummy movie, and you're fine. Oh, see, I didn't mind that movie. But he's the reason it went down the shitter because of his creative control. Because oh, because yeah. Alex Kirkman, the director, yeah, is the one running the Lower Decks universe in the new ah, Star and then Strange pretty... New World. So uh, okay. you had to get out of that to go over there. But yes, Tom, I, can, I don't hold I, I don't hold any actor's politics against him because hmm. I never have said that. There's a few areas if they're like. You know, every time before I make a film, I take two babies and run them through a leaf, you know, a, a tree wood chipper. I probably wouldn't be going to see that movie. In fact, somebody thinks that a Xenu's coming back in some DC sevens and uh, going to save all the Thetans out of volcanoes. That's fine. I, I still want to watch Mission Impossible. It's be good. careful; we yeah. don't want to get sued. I I never said they were wrong. I'm just stating their beliefs. I, you but, know, well, I, see, I don't. So I love like the Mission Impossible. Movie. I, I love the Mission Impossible. I hated the first. I don't one. cancel people. Like that. Well, that, that that's. That was a whole different. That was them trying to make the TV show, the first one. Yeah. That, that's really what it was. And then they're like, "Oh, let's let Tom grow his hair out, and he'll be hanging off a mountain, yeah. and get Anthony yeah, Hopkins to show up." But then he got yeah. But see, it's interesting though because Dead Reckoning Part One has come out, yeah. and yeah. that didn't do very well. 
it, it kind of got Is eclipsed it? by Barbieheimer. And I wonder if how much of that is again exactly going back to we're coming full circle to what I was saying at the start about about Celotodes is that Cruz has been on a bit of a roll lately. So now this comes out, and again, we've been waiting for it for a while. I don't know. I just think it's there wasn't a lot of hate for that movie. Like they like it wasn't um it wasn't lauded, but there wasn't a lot of Mm. They, they, they do talk about how it made less money than it should have. Yeah. And some of the people panned a little. But I think what really upset him was it was kind of a downer. It was a two-part movie. But yeah. to me, this was the Empire Strikes Back of this story. I don't know if you could tell Empire Strikes Back now. No, absolutely not. Because, I mean, when that, that came out, oh, my God, this is – I don't think you could get away with nope. doing Empire Strikes Back. And unless you knew a year from now you're going to return of the Jedi, and they had they they had to soothe everyone's nerves. Oh, it's going to be okay. Yeah, it's going to be okay. That's right. Because right. um, some of these come some of these viewers coming up kind of fragile, kind of kind of kind of. Uh, well, yeah, and know? and it's and again, I know we're we're shaking our canes again, but it does seem to be. They're bringing their teeth out of this glass and let's throw right. back in. <laughs> Don't don't put my teeth in. Uh, don't do that again. No, that was that, that was, was that was horrible. That was just well, it's kind of funny, but that, it's really painful. Gosh. And uh, but it, no, it's I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you get yeah, old. Yeah. Shit, the, the, the that thing <laughs> happens when you don't do the thing. Don't, with don't the do thing the thinking stuff. With the stuff. Are, are the, we are we seeing now? Remembering? Are, are, I don't know. Are we seeing now? Are we doing Peter Griffin? Which one? Country time lemonade. Wilford Brimley. Who the hell did I hear? <laughs> no, that's just. This is just old fart boys. Yeah. Hey, remember back uh, in the old days, we had Jello in Colors of the Rainbow. Oh, yeah. That's, he's, that's he's, how Joe Biden sounds on SNL. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Well, yeah. So, no, I, I definitely want to see... Are you uh, talking about how it's all coming back around? Yeah, yeah, yeah Marvel's, just, Marvel's again, game. it's, you know, audience expectations, forgive me, to hell... I would say something strong, but this is a family show. To hell with... You dropped an F-bomb earlier. Did I? And I said douchebag. Oh, okay. Fuck audiences. Yeah. I think people should be making films for... The, it's the filmmaker's view and if you like it great and if you don't that's fine too but you, this entitlement has got to go so i'll tell you when i stopped watching like the the award uh nominated movies i was on on a flight and they had it was a super long like europe somewhere yeah and they had the they had all the oscar nominated movies on like a, like a playlist or something and I just sat there and just watched them. I finally just quit. It was so depressing. I was so beat down. Like I could feel myself being depressed. Yes. Watching these movies. And I just don't need that in my life. And when I, when I did it in succession, I was like, this is what it's doing to me. I just haven't noticed because I've been done it a bunch. But when I overdosed on sad, depressing movies, I was like, I just hate the way I feel right now. That's I don't what do this art anymore. is, Jason. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm kidding. No. I had a good time last night. I had fun watching the Marvels. It was fun. That's it. Oh, once again, back to the core statement. Want all that? The internet just has to go away. So well, say it goodbye was... to your Amazon. Say goodbye to your online banking. Before the dark time. Uh, but say 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 Before goodbye to online Ember. bill pay. 
Direct deposit has to go away. You have to, take, oh, you have to get your check. Or you have to have the checks couriered to you. And But the nice thing about that is, remember back in the days, we could write a check and float it for two float weeks? Float it for two yeah, weeks? Yeah, it's like, okay, so, oh, yes. so yeah, because these bills are here, but it's going to take nine days for them to process it to that's get right. to the bank because they have to put it in an envelope and send it to the bank. Oh, a great time. My that's favorite great. was... That's why the middle class is failing. Exactly. Is because of the they, instant... They instant don't, direct, they they don't direct, have... Instant removal. Yeah, yeah you don't, don't have, have that. That's why I'm not thriving. I did put it in the post. I hey, sent oh it my God, second yeah, class post. Oh, it's going to yeah. take we are shaking our canes. Look at this. This is it. Uh, yeah. This is this is what's happening to middle class kids is you couldn't float your car payment for two weeks. That's get right. that second check in there. Yeah, no, that's well, we're that's educating right. some people. All right. So are you are you guys gonna see Aquaman? Yes. I don't know. Um might as well finish out the Snyderverse. Yeah. Yeah. I probably I, will see it because I like the underwater stuff. I thought that was really cool. Well, your wife's gonna like it because they're running around in Warlord's backyard again. There's a whole set. There's a whole section. Okay. Of that, that ah, it, the four, well, she wants. She'll want to see it because it's Jason Momoa. Uh, I mean, but but I'm, well, just you know, your wife, your wife, the three of us here are the only ones that really know. And my buddy Jeff that listens to the show, we're the only ones that know Warlord mythos. Yes. So, and I can't say this. Car, what's the name? Scott Harris. Yeah, thank you. Um, and in the little DC animated movie that's just. Uh, Lord, I Lord. saw the trailer for that, and I saw that was Lord. like, hang on, and, and what these sneaky, you know what these sneaky guys are doing? I don't know. James Gunn's a part of it, uh. so they've got the Jason Eccles Batman. That's and I don't know who's doing Wonder Woman. She did a great job. At the end of it, it's leading into Crisis on Infinite Earth because uh. Harbinger shows up and grabs these three to go meet the other ones. And I really hope we get some Bruce Tim. I mean, you can't. Kevin's gone, so you can't do Batman. Right. But, you know, you got Tim Daly and the other guy. You yeah. can do a Superman. But, That's true. Yes, I want to see Aquaman. May not go opening night, but. Um, see, I'm going to go. And I know for sure people are just going to bag on this movie yeah. like crazy. Like, I can tell already people are going to bag on it. Of course. I don't care at all. I'm That looks like a great movie. Mm. And I got to say. Kind of like Momoa as Aquaman. Yeah, he's no, a, very it's a lot of fun. And, and I'm and, sad that like I think the casting that they had for the for the Snyderverse was so good. The scripts were all well, not all the scripts were bad. Most of the scripts were bad. So if they had good scripts with that cast, it would have been amazing. Well, they and that's a show all on its own. It is yeah. because, because it talks about an ongoing problem with competitiveness between studios because. I want another Star Wars. Who else is going to go? Would we have this yeah. property? And and they were trying to race Disney, and they tried to turn their universe into now. Nothing wrong with tent poles. I don't know anyone on the planet who doesn't know who Superman is, and I don't really know anyone over the age of five, or that could tell me couldn't tell me his origin. Right. So I don't need don't need to see his origin again. Yeah. If I see uh, if I see a, if I see another radioactive spider. Bite. If <laughs> yeah. I see another now, Krypton blow up and a rocket ship flying away, now if you want to do done. kind of a recap at the beginning, just to or, or you've got some really incredible Kryptonian backstory on why the planet blows up, fine. But if you're trying to compete, yeah, you're right. They did a hell of a job. They're going to have a Gal Gadot problem. Jeez. They're going to really have a Gal Gadot problem. They're not going to have a Ben Affleck problem. And the nice thing about no, it is Affleck when Affleck didn't make it. Well. 
I, I still enjoy his version of it. I but, think he's good. But he, the nice thing about the superhero universe is they're very forgiving. So at age 70, Affleck's going to get to play Batman again. So is Henry. Henry's going to get to play Superman again because when Gunn gets yeah. it, when Gunn gets through his five or ten years and it doesn't do what it's supposed to do, um, because everyone's bagging on comic book movies now, not because of the talent of the creator. Um, you know, the guy they just announced the guy who's playing Lex Luthor. Nicholas uh, Holt. Nicholas Holt played the Beast. I'm sure he'll and, do a great job. And that fine actor. He is. He can play anger and intelligent and seething all very well. Yeah. But I, this, these critics out here are just going to destroy. They, you know, they, there's a in the last podcast that we did, we had a little conversation. I know it seems like an eternity ago. We had a little conversation about how I think Jason, I think you were the one who pointed out that the what's been the standard for quite a while now of the six issue yes. story arc yeah, is going to it's gonna go down to four. Yeah. And I made a comment as long as the story's good. It, it doesn't matter whether it's a single issue or a multi-arc or whatever. The story's got to be good. The writer has to be competent to be able to convey the story in the best way possible and the illustrator much the same. And the same thing applies to movies. So there was a, a quite a few months ago, there was a guy in the shop here and the subject of superhero movies came up. And I forget he was going off about Avengers Endgame, I think. Well, I was, I mean, come on, let's all agree. That's the greatest superhero movie that we've ever seen. I was like, no, it, it wasn't actually. And he's like, oh, well, well, what opinion have you got? Getting ready to stomp all over it. And I said, I, I, I maintain that the greatest superhero movie that I've ever seen is Superman, the movie, Richard Donner's film. And he made a comment which was clever, and that's, you saw that when you were a kid, right? And I said, yes. And he said, so you, you're, you're remembering the, that kind of yeah. childhood joy. And I said, oh, absolutely. But they re-released it in the theaters not too long ago for its 40th anniversary, Something I think. Like that, yeah. And I wouldn't see it again. I've seen this movie many, many times on the small screen. I know it very, very well. But watching it on the big screen, thankfully the audience was, was in on it. We were all able to just focus and lose ourselves and the craftsmanship in the storytelling. It's not just the visuals, it's the performances, that script. You know, you, they, they got the guy who wrote The Godfather to write the script. It, it was pretty damn good, you know. And the guy that played The Godfather. And the guy who played The Godfather was in it as That's well. True. Absolutely. Yeah. Reading his lines off of Baby yeah. Kalel's diaper. True story. And, but it works and you get to the end and it's like, I'm glad I sat in that theater for two hours or whatever. I enjoyed it. It's, it's a thrilling, moving experience. I too have seen it like five times in the theater. Can't beat it. And I, 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 I buy it in every format. Yep. And while I will agree that child Scott just loved that for Getting to see something that he only thought he was the only one that loved, but you will believe a man can fly. But for that era of Superman and for what you want Superman to stand for, Christopher Reeve will never yeah, be ca- beat. Ca- capture that there. And once again, I like I like Henry. He yeah, did a good right. job. He, he did a good job for what they gave him. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm, I, I could go on and on about the neck breaking thing, but I mean, when I, when I looked at him, I didn't go, that's not Superman, but you've got, and, and they all acknowledge Chris Reeve is their gold standard. Yes. And a lot of them, you know, in the same, a lot of them will try to acknowledge that Adam West is their gold standard, but they all strive to be yeah, Keaton. You know, everybody wants to be Keaton. Yeah, and, actually, that's my great disappointment is that we're not going to get the Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton. Oh, well, he's still got some time left on him, you know, maybe in five yeah, years. Uh, I mean, they paid him a million dollars to show up in Batgirl and it all get, get cut. But, yes, he is the perfect old man Bruce. He's at the perfect age. And I think the universe is a perfect time to – and if you didn't like Blue Beetle, take that kid and make him Terry McGillis. Right. Be yeah. the same age, work. But, yes, you're. I agree with you, Jason. We're not, for whatever political – It's just we're in a – now that studios have seem to have well, they the, panic. The, well, they've got the confidence now to say, you know, we'll dump a movie and we'll take yeah. the tax. You know, it's like, hold yeah, on, we'll, we'll, that we'll, was, we'll that file, we'll file the insurance weird. claim and make money. I mean, well, that's how well, bad was Batgirl for that to happen? Probably not as bad as you think. Yeah, because here's I mean, here, we'll see it eventually. That's going to leak. Well, here, here, here's what this really was. They knee jerk. Warner Brothers has been knee jerking for a decade. We don't want Zack Snyder. We want Josh Whedon because he created the Avengers and that made us money. Oh shit! Yeah. Uh, oh well, we'll throw thirty million dollars at Zack and let him finish it and put it on Netflix. Who does that? Yeah. There. How many times did Warner Brothers? I mean, the one thing I'll say about Marvel and Warner well, Brothers. The, so they Warner Brothers. The Josh Whedon thing that was that wasn't like. A, oh, there was a like there was a death in the family. Like, there was a death in the family, but, but but they could have gotten Steve St. James to finish it out, but they went to the guy who. Did the Avengers? I mean, they could have picked other people. Their thought was, if he could do it, this is how they don't understand yeah. the properties. He could do it over there. I mean, that's why do yeah. you trade yeah. baseball players? Why do you trade quarterbacks? If he's winning over there, come over here. But they get panicky, knee jerk, so fast because how you know you know what's it, interesting about that? What? There's there weren't complaints about Joss's behavior on Marvel sets. There were. There were Scarlet has some things that she keeps quiet, and she's even said Scarlet Witch has no Scarlet Johansson. Scarjo actually said there were some times that we had to have an understanding. There's been an I'm not getting into whether Josh Whedon was a creep or not. I've heard enough that he might have been. But what I was trying to go to with the movies is after Iron Man, I don't know where Kevin Feige was. I know there's a couple leadership, but Marvel Studios wasn't there. But Marvel's had one vision. Warner yeah. Brothers has fired like four yeah. creative heads. Yeah. I mean, you know, the three of the three of us here, as smart as we are, if you gave if I gave Jason the Warner Brothers universe, he'd have one idea. We can him than you. I mean, all three of us are gonna have drastically different, you know, who what you know, think about what character right now do you use to launch the DC universe movie? Who would Jason, who would you? Superman. Plastic Man. No, I mean, no, Superman, of course. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman? She was, from a business standpoint, she was the most marketable, successful one out of their tentpole movies. People still flock. I mean, if I can get Gal to come back, because because one yeah, of them... Yeah, next, next one wasn't great. Well, what, let's, screw the second one. They they didn't have, but... I thought Sally was going to pull it off, but well, it wasn't good. If you take Man of Steel... Flash and Wonder Woman, because we didn't get a Batman movie. We didn't get right. a Cyborg. So if I got those three, 
who do the, if I walked down this out there and said, who do you want? Everyone wants Gal. No, that's true. I, 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 but just different businesses. Yeah. So, and that's what the problem is with Warner brother movies. Is that anyone that made a film, you resurrect Leslie Nielsen, put him in charge. It would be plastic man. That'd be fun. It would be fun. Get, but Marvel is always at least for good or bad. Feige's always been, don't know whether he's really cracking the whip or not. I mean, for however crazy Josh Whedon is, he kept it under control. Yes. It, it didn't get out. But you can talk to Sarah. When you, you, you get Sarah Michelle Geller and all the other women, all the other women over here have complaints that worked yeah. with him. And you watch Sarah, when she's very political, you know it was a problem. Yeah. Because she was the star. She just be, you know, I, I'm sure he was a creep. Yeah. I mean, fine. I mean, I say fine from the standpoint that I'm not going to hire him. It he name name five in Hollywood that aren't creeps. Sometimes that that he grew up in that. I, I just don't know. I I don't want to work with him. I wouldn't hire him for the shop. I thought they were. Com- I thought the complaint was that he was just he was just a a bit of a tyrant on set. He he's sexist. He's very. There, he, there's, he, there's, there's a multitude of and, things. Not. That, I mean, I don't think he committed sexual assault or anything, but he. Yeah, yeah. Well, but they would... wouldn't let him stay in a room with uh, Michelle Trachtenberg, yeah. according to some of the Buffy cast. But no, <laughs> yeah. the thing is, is no that that's and we it. don't want to get down that rabbit hole. But I mean, that's that's about yeah. Josh. It, it's but you have one vision. He did Avengers, and he was the guy gun for yeah. But he was gun for hire. Yeah, they brought him in, comic book nerd. He knows how to. He, Script he did. What's that Firefly movie? Serenity. Serenity. Yeah, Serenity. he did one of the whole Firefly universe. Yeah, so he he can do are he we, can do the setup. Are we getting close? Or, or okay. Yeah. Well, I'll be quick. So he but he was gun for hire. His frustration on Age of Ultron was that at that point he thought he could have more control, and Marvel, the Marvel machine, was yeah. like. No, we still want you to do this. We still want Thor in the rock pool, and we want this and we want that, which he didn't like, but tough. DC asks him to help out with Justice League, and I think they just let him yeah. go on. He needed a, a Feige or a, a you know a Galen Herd or somebody to be like, nope, you're still gun for hire. Yeah. It's not your thing to play with. And there you go. Damn. Too bad we had to cut that part out too, because I don't. I, I didn't want. I didn't want to sound like I was bagging on. Like, <laughs> did we cut it out or did we hit stop? Oh, is it still going? Still going. Oh, oh still I, going. Thought, I, I thought. No, no, I no, thought no, the no. hour just dropped off like that last time where we stopped in the middle of the no, sentence in it. No. Okay. Yeah. For the record, I'm not trying to say Josh Whedon's a creep or anything, but no, we don't want to get but, sued. Well, that nah, we sue nothing, get nothing. That's uh, just my go-to. Yeah. Thing. Unless, yeah. of course, we're talking about Harlan Ellison. Did. Well, he'll come back from the grave. He will come, come back. back yeah, that's what is that? That Elliot Gould line from Ocean's Eleven. He'll kill you, and then he'll go to work. Yeah, on then you. he'll go to work <laughs> on you. I think that's with any of these universes. The problems with some of the Star Wars stuff. You need one voice. You yeah, know, that, you know, that was... I mean, now the uh, Dave Filoni, who's had success with Clone Wars and Ahsoka, and all of this. They've now given him control over the creative part of that universe, and now it's going to be one, once again, one voice, one vision. Whether now the story can still suck, 
but there'll sure. be a consistency. Wonder why they didn't do that with Favreau. Favreau kind of got this weird partnership with Fioni, with I think they're business partners. Okay, because Favreau also showed up in the Clone Wars, did voices, had some scripts, had some directs. But I think yeah. Fioni was George Lucas's heir apparent when they okay. started the Clone Wars TV series. Okay. Which, going back to, I can't remember that this stuck with me about how you know the Force Awakens isn't your Star Wars. Clone Wars is not as Silly as lower decks, but Clone Wars, the whole eight, nine season thing, series run, is our Star Wars. If you ever get a chance to go down that road, that's that's a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to the Multiverse. If you'd like to join us in person, you can do that at the Multiverse in Hearst, Texas, our brick and mortar store. If you'd like to shop with us online, you can do it at www.multiverse.shop. If you don't mind, do us a big favor. Give us a review, like us, and make sure you subscribe so you can see all the episodes as they come out. See you next time.